Want to know the secret to planning an awesome vacation that doesn't follow you home with a credit card balance? Stay tuned because today I'm breaking down our personal budget for an upcoming trip. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. It's a browser extension and website that we use to save Monday. bucks when we are shopping online. You just click the little button and the little, little pop-up says, hey, you can save five, get 5% back on this. Uh, okay. You click the button. <laughs> it kind of routes it. you through some redirects so it looks like Rakuten sent you their way. Those sites probably pay them, I don't know, 7%, and then they give you five and they keep the two. Everybody wins. You get money back for the purchases you're making already. Yep. Every quarter, I love getting my Rakuten check back from all the online shopping that I did. So next time you need to buy something online specifically, download the Rakuten browser extension, click it, say Rakuten sent me here, and reap your cash back. Mm-hmm. And if you've never used Rakuten before, if you go to walletwin.com slash Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, walletwin.com slash Rakuten, you'll get a $20 bonus mm-hmm. when you sign up and make your first purchase. Go get your 20 bones. Waltwin.com slash Rakuten. A couple of months ago, we broke down here on the podcast our RV trip that we took to Texas that was rather ill-timed. We thought it was going to be warm and balmy, and it turned out to be the Arctic Blast 100-year ice storm. (laughs) We made it home safely, but while we were down in Texas, we had a lot more time indoors than we ever anticipated. And part of what I did during that trip was I started planning our next big RV trip. Uh, You know, that Texas trip just wasn't working out the exact way that I'd hoped for. And so I wanted to have something to look forward to. And I saw in a few RV groups that I'm in this tip that always bust out your calendar and plan the next trip while you're on the current trip. Not to the detraction of the current trip you're on, but just to kind of know that you've always got something to look forward to and that just because this trip is winding down and wrapping up and you're going to put the rig away, you don't have to be too sad about it because you've got this next thing, this carrot hanging over you in the future, waiting for you to bust the rig back out, pack it up and hit the road again. I began planning this Father's Day trip for Jonathan to the Black Hills in South Dakota, an area he's never personally been. And at first it started as a surprise, but then it turned into more than just Father's Day weekend. It kind of spiraled into a two-week extravaganza in the RV. (laughs) And I ended up having to pull him into the conversation, and you'll hear that later. Um, But I started telling our Walletwin Academy community about the plans that I was making for this upcoming trip. And I started getting a lot of questions about specifically how do we budget and plan for trips. A lot of people kept mentioning to us that so many surprise things will end up coming up while they're on the vacation uh, and they don't even know how to anticipate these expenses coming and it happens to them every trip. 
or um, other people will set a budget, but then they get on to the trip. One thing leads to another, bada bing, bada boom, and they have blown through their initial vacation budget, blown it through the roof, and now they have a credit card balance following them home. Uh, or they don't really know how much to save for the vacation they want to take, um, and then they never seem to ever have enough ready for the trip they want to take, so they're not taking the trips. Uh, so there were a variety of different challenges that were surrounding planning for the practicals of a vacation, specifically when it came to the budget. Uh, and if you've been around here for more than a minute, you know that we believe that budgeting is the key. It's permission to spend your money according to the, the goals, the values, the dreams that you have at that current moment. And most of our you know plans and dreams, they will live and die by the budget. So that's why we're going to discuss in specificity, specificity, is that even a word? Specificity? Specificity? <laughs> Jonathan yelled that from the other room. Okay. Specificity. We are going to discuss our upcoming South Dakota Black Hills vacation budget. Without further ado, let's dive in. I have a five-part vacation budgeting strategy that I'm going to break down for you here today. One of the parts, Jonathan's actually going to join me, so just wait, but the rest of them I'm going to guide you through. All right, first thing that I want to dive into and discuss, you have to decide on how much you'd like to spend on this trip. So whether it's something you, you know, a weekend getaway you want to take this weekend or next weekend and it's kind of spur of the moment or a trip that's six months out, or it's the, you know, big Disney trip of a lifetime, and it's going to be two years from now. One of the first things that you have to kind of do is sit down and come up with a ballpark idea of what you'd like to spend. Now, this may or may not line up with the actual trip that you want to have, uh, when you begin researching the details and kind of dive into the weeds of how much things will end up costing, etc., you'll probably end up having to tweak this number. But usually, uh, if you are familiar with your budget, you know about how much you've got available every single month that's quote-unquote disposable income, right? You've met your obligations, you have a roof over your head, you have food in your belly, your electricity is, you know, running, you got lights on. Uh, if you have debt, you are, you know what the minimum payments are. And if you're trying to attack it, you know how much you're trying to put towards that every month to try to get it paid off, etc. And then there might be a little bit of money that you've got that you could start saving towards something like a trip, uh, a vacation. And again, these come in all shapes, sizes, and budgets. Uh, they come in small, medium, or large. Again, it's all about whatever trip that you want to plan on taking, kind of shoot from the hip and come up with that mind's eye view of what you think this thing is going to cost. For our South Dakota trip, you know, I was sitting in the RV. It was February. We knew that this trip was going to be in June. Uh, so there really was not this tremendously long time frame to save up for this. Um, so I kind of from from the RV, I thought it would probably be a anywhere from about a $2,000 to a $2,500 trip. That's kind of what I was planning on it being. I didn't want to start saving for it right away uh, in February. 
and I was anticipating um, saving for it April, May, and June. Um, so th th those details will be important later on. But from the hip, that's kind of the number that I came up with. And that is the, the kind of the first step in setting a vacation budget. Now it's time to actually go in and the second step is to do your research. This is a step that my personality was literally born for. I love research. I love strategy. I am one of those weirdos who, you know, excels in all the German strategy games out there like Settlers of Catan or, you know, weird card games like Dominion. I love crafting a plan and finding the most efficient path to victory. And so oftentimes this bodes well when it comes to our personal finances uh, because I'm always plotting and scheming and strategizing and it absolutely comes into play when planning a trip. And uh, so whether it's figuring out the transportation and creatively, you know, backing into that from, um, you know, are we going to drive? Are we going to the van? Are we going to take the RV? Are we going to fly? Are we going to take a, um, you know, a train? Whatever it is, I like to research all my options and see um, what is involved with each of them, not only finances, but the time, etc. just so I have all the information so I can make a good decision. Uh, then you're going to research the the lodging components. And it really is, um, you know, you never know what you're going to find out there. We we tend to find that Airbnbs are a really great deal because you get to uh, save on um, the expenses, but you get to prepare your meals inside the home that you're in. Now that we have an RV, it's one of the most economical forms of travel that we've ever had, minus the gas costs. Uh, so that does add up too, and and maybe some maintenance and repairs. Um, so you're gonna you're look gonna look at all sides of that lodging equation: hotels, Airbnbs. Are you staying in an RV? Are you staying with family or friends? You're gonna lay out, map out all the options, and you're gonna just at this phase, you're not really judging anything. You're not assigning value to anything. You are literally just getting all your options down on. You know, you could just open up Google Drive and create like a doc, a document where you're just mapping all this out. You're just scattering it all. It's the ultimate vacation brainstorming session essentially is what this is, hap what, what this is. And I find it helpful to keep this um, individual at first. Uh, I'll do my own research and then Jonathan will do his own. If we try to do it together at first, we end up, because we're, we are opposites attract, uh, we'll end up judging the other person's ideas, and that's never a good idea. <laughs> so we do our own individualized research, and then we'll come to the table together uh, to talk about the options and really figure out what our family is going to do without, you know, having a scuffle or a fight in the research phase. Um, so I really recommend that. Now, this South Dakota trip that I was planning, it was supposed to be a surprise, so I kind of planned all of it, and Jonathan wasn't even invited to the research phase. Uh, and sometimes that's okay, too, for certain personalities. You know, he didn't necessarily want or need to be involved in that for this particular trip. Other trips, he's 100% in there, or he'll take over the researching. But that's how it shook out for us in this particular trip. Then, after you've done transportation, you looked in a lodging, 
you're going to check out um, activities. What are some of the activities in that area? What is it known for? In the, in the, uh, the Black Hills in South Dakota, I knew that we couldn't skip Custer State Park. We couldn't skip Mount Rushmore. We wanted to, to hit up, um, you know, what are they called? I think it's like a, I forget the name of it now. One of those cowboy dinners where you, you know, you take a, a, a wagon and you go and you grill steaks and you sing cowboy f- songs by the fire and all that. Um, there's a name for it. I just, Chuck Wagon Dinner, Jonathan shouted again from the other room. Chuck Wagon Dinner. <laughs> I knew we wanted to do very specific things on this trip. Um, and so I began just researching all the things in the area, things that I knew we would never have time to do, even in a two-week-long trip. I listed out anything that I found on, you know, TripAdvisor or in different RV um, groups that I'm in, different blogs that I read, the South Dakota tourism site. I listed out anything that I thought would be interesting to our family. And I made sure to include a number, you know, if the, for the chuck wagon dinner, it was 50 or $60 or so a person, I think. Um, and I made sure to write that number down so that later on, I have that information at the ready. I know how much things cost. I, you know, am making sure I've got my eye on that because later on when I'm going to plan, I need to know those numbers and I don't want to have to backtrack and go back into the research phase. I want to have that gathered right then and there from the get-go so I can make good, quick decisions later on. All right, last, certainly not least, food. You should look into the food costs and uh, that are associated with the trip that you're going to be planning. Now, the most extreme food research I have personally ever done is whenever we go to Disney World. I've been twice with our with our family, um, and Disney is kind of it's becoming known as just this like foodies paradise. They're really ramping things up around food, making it Instagrammable, making it really delicious. Um, And so when you're in the parks, part of the experience now that they're trying to go for is that food is just as important as any of the other rides. Um, And I found that to be true in our times that we've gone. Uh, And But food can also be wildly expensive at Disney World, Uh, And so I really enjoy, and since I have food allergies, it's all the more important that I do this. I have to pull up the different places we're going to eat, whether it, maybe it's, you know, Woody's Lunchbox. I know we're going to go there for lunch when we're at Hollywood Studios. I'll look at the menu and then I go ahead and in my, in my spreadsheet, I will write out what I think everybody in the family is going to order. Now I don't sit down and grill them on if that's the exact thing they're going to order. I more or less know what people like. And hey, if they pick something else, it's probably going to be comparable in price. So I just go ahead and I write down all the things I think our family is going to order. Typically in these settings, we like to do uh, some level of sharing because I do not want anybody throwing away food, specifically overpriced food at somewhere like a Disney World. Um, So we're probably going to get maybe two to three entrees. And we're all going to share it and split it. And then if we need a snack later on, we'll go ahead and get that. Um, But from that level of research, I knew that our family needed to budget X amount 
per day in order to eat our way through Disney World. So that is the most extreme example of this. And I find it thrilling, exhilarating, super fun <laughs> to plan all of that out. And I think most people do. It's uh, they, There's been studies that show that just the researching of and the excitement behind uh, planning a vacation can be just as satisfying as being on the actual vacation. So I thoroughly allow myself to enjoy both phases equally. And, and you should too. So with this South Dakota trip we're going on, as far as food goes, I knew that we're going to have our RV. And instead of being home for two weeks, buying groceries for those two weeks, I knew that I could take two weeks of our typical grocery bill and it's just going to translate right over to our life in the Black Hills. Now, we might not buy as much food because you tend to not have uh, as elaborate or as many ingredients. You have a smaller fridge. You know, there, there's going to be some repeating meals or some of them will just be simpler. Uh, so a portion of that grocery budget for the two weeks, some of that can be used for going out to eat. And then we're probably going to build in a little bit extra money for going out to eat. Because one of the things that we love most about being in a new area is being able to discover the local cuisine. And I have seen in, again, some RV groups that I'm in, um, on some South Dakota tourism sites, there's a couple places that you just shouldn't skip when you're in the Black Hills. And we are absolutely going to be eating at those places to really round out and get a holistic experience of that area. So while I didn't go all Disney on it, uh, I did look at a few of the menus at some of these places and I knew about what a meal out would cost our family and I just went ahead and planned on us eating out about once a day, uh, knowing that some days we probably won't eat out at all, other days it might be twice, other days maybe it's just a dinner and an ice cream, but it will kind of all offset in, uh, and in the end, it'll kind of round itself out. Okay, so you've done your, you've kind of come up with your big picture budget, kind of from the hip, what you think you're going to be able to afford and save for, you know, without needing to lean on a credit card that's important here. You're going to be cash flowing it. You've researched your transportation, your lodging, your activities, your food. Now it is time to marry kind of these first two steps and create what is called the vacation budget spreadsheet. We uh, recommend, so the software that we use for budgeting, it's called YNAB. You need a budget. But when I am creating um, a detailed budgeting spreadsheet, I just go into Google Drive and I end up uh, creating, it's not an Excel sheet. I think it, well, whatever, the gridded sheet is. I get all the words mixed up. Sorry, guys. I create a sheet and from there, I'm able to bring in Uh, All the information that I've gathered in that research phase, I'm able to really plot it out and I'm able to enter in numbers. If I had to pay deposits, I can put that in a column. Uh, I can plug in my overall budget in the top right-hand corner. And then I can create um, formulas, you know, where you use that sum button and you highlight all the information you want to kind of mathematically compound in the background. Um, And so when you go ahead and do this, You can see, okay, if I enter in this option, what does it do to my overall budget? If I play with this, how does it affect the overall budget? Okay, well, 
I've already booked a few places and I've paid deposits, but wait, there's going to be final balances due later. How do, I, how do I keep track of that? Oh, I can use a formula. Boom. And then I have all the relevant information that I need right there in this Excel sheet vacation budget. Um, and this is where I tend to get the most questions because this is where rubber meets the road. This is the vacation spreadsheet. I'm going to show you uh, at the end of this episode how you can get your copy of our South Dakota spreadsheet. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to make a copy. I'm going to share it with you so you can see our exact budget that we are going to take on our trip. Literally, you're going to have access to it. Um, and I just at this point, I had all my research. I'm going to pull up the, the sheet right now just so I have it in front of me as I as I talk about it. OK, I've got it right here. So I listed out in my my vacation spreadsheet. The dates we're going to be going, the lodging, the transportation, the activities that we're interested in, and then food. I have a souvenir budget. Um, I have a miscellaneous budget for the things that are just going to pop up. If we end up renting a car for a day, I have a a cost there associated with it. And our all-in budget on this trip ended up being $2,500. Uh, I have a a column where I have all the deposits that I've paid and then I have the balance that's still due and I still, when I, after I created this, minus the deposits, we still needed to budget $2,036. So I knew that my April, May, and June budgets in the vacation category, I had to create a piggy bank, if you will, so that the money was there when we went on a trip in June. I needed to save $678.86 in April, May, and June to be able to cash flow this trip. Okay, so that's all the prep that I did. Now that I've crafted the vacation budget spreadsheet, it's time for the vacation budget meeting. Now, if you're single, this is where you're going to sit down And you are going to see if that overall budget, does it match up with all the things that you want to do? Uh, Do you have a ton of money left over and you don't need to have as high of a budget? Or, rut row, do you need to increase it a little? Or do you need to pare some stuff back because you're now blowing way over the mark? This is the point where you need to uh, get into the details, get into the weeds a little bit, and make sure your budget, the amount you're going to be able to save, matches up with the vacation that you want to have. This is called the vacation budget meeting. If you're married, you're going to sit down with your spouse and you are going to have a meeting. The person who did a lot of that preliminary research is where they're going to discuss things. They're going to throw out data. They're going to throw out information, options, and their spouse is welcome to give feedback, have opinions on it, influence the outcomes, etc., Now, this is where I'm going to bring you into Jonathan and I's exact conversation that we had. So without further further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play that conversation now. All right. Welcome to my budget meeting, Jonathan. (laughs) Thank you. For the South Dakota Black Hills trip, June 2021. Oh, boy. This originally started as a surprise trip. 
I love surprises.、Mm-hmm. So, yes, I wanted you to make it a surprise trip, but then we got to the point. You, and you were all into that. Right. You got a really excited planning it.、Um, and then it just got to the point where you needed more help planning it and making decisions. So, yeah. I mean, I if it was to, just a weekend, that's what I thought it was going to be. And then it turned, into, <laughs> it turned into a 14 night extravaganza. And then at that point, it was like the budget meeting. This is outside of like a $300、yeah. little travel situation. So we got we to gotta talk. Got to make some decisions here. We also, though, have a few other travels coming up later in the year. So this trip,、um, you know, it's pretty close to our home, but all in budget. I would really love for it to be under $2,000.、Mm-hmm. And for a two week trip, I mean, we're talking an economical situation here. Because, yeah, not so bad there, huh?、Um, not so bad for a two week long vacation. I mean,、mm-hmm. if you try to pull that at Disney World, I mean, pipe dream. Can't even do three days at Disney World、yeah. <laughs> for 2K. Okay, so look at here's what I'd like to show you.、Mm-hmm. Um, It looks like you know, I've got all the reservations. Some of them I've paid deposits on, some of them、um, you know, I paid in full. Sure. But it looks like our lodging expenses will be about $789.50. Total. Total. Cool. I've paid out,、um, I'd say about half that、mm-hmm. already. So about half that will be due later. Sure. Which we'll just kind of anticipate in our monthly、um, budget. Mm hmm. So, activity wise, this is where I really felt like I wanted your, your help. So, actually, before we talk about activities, got to talk gas. So,、mm-hmm. it seems like based on gas prices right now in the middle of March, and I tend to round up, looks like we're an all in $400、yep. in gas for the RV.、Um, now it's going to be in the summer. Mm-hmm. So, gas prices always like to just go, woo! They usually like to go up like a bit. So, I think we should add $100 to that. Okay. So, I think gas is, let's call it an all in $500.、Mm-hmm. And you figured that out? I figured that out using, using the、um, GasBuddy. GasBuddy Trip Cost Calculator. Yep, they、cool. actually have a calculator. And the RV, I went low. I estimated eight miles、mm-hmm. a gallon. Eight which, miles a gallon. <laughs> which, wow, is really pathetic and it's really low. We but, might get, I think we might get a little, I don't again, know, we might get a little bit better, but it's good to have more budgeted than we need. It's true. I like to kind of pat it just a pinch. And then on the trip towards the end, I kind of peek at how things、mm-hmm, are happening.、Mm-hmm. Um, I don't intend for there to be a lot of differences. But then, if it ends up being that, like, oh, wow, well, things came in under and we've got an extra $300 on this trip,、mm-hmm. well, we'll have the opportunity to either splurge on something additional on the trip or just decide. Come in under budget. Come in under budget, and there's something else we could do at home.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so between,、um, you know, I'm going to call it $800 and for the lodging and about $500 for that gas,、mm-hmm. that brings us to $1,300. Yes. So that means we've got about $700 for activities、Funsies. and fun.、Uh, and I mean, when you're in the Black Hills, it's all, just, it's, such, it's all about that beauty, it's all about that nature.、Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could be up there for two weeks and not spend a dime. You wouldn't dime, need too much funsies. And you'd be happy. Yes. So that's working in our favor. But a couple things I wanted to run past you.、Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to hit that Badlands National Park. 
Yes, we're just gonna swoop in and, and get that on the way, right? Yeah. Ooh, um, there's quite an entrance fee. There is. I looked it up, and it's thirty bucks to just get in. Okay. Now we're not gonna have a ton of time to stop there because we're. It's kind of just a on the way from yep. Sioux Falls to the Rafter J Bar Ranch mm-hmm. um, campground. That's closer to Custer, um, but I do think it'd be a nice place for to get out, stop, let the kids run around. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Get the stamp in my National Parks passport. Mm, you've been wanting that. I have been wanting that. Um, so it's thirty bucks, but I think. Yeah, absolutely. I can handle that. And we will have just come off a weekend at um, the Sioux Falls Jellystone, which I might keep some of those activities they have planned. It's the Ooh, Father's Day weekend theme. That can still be a surprise. That I won't can be look. a surprise. I won't ruin it. Um, tons of fun. Oh, man. Super blast. I, can't I You're going to love it. You're I probably going to win some of these contests oh! I have. <laughs> because you're you. I love those kind of things. <laughs> I bet there's an eating contest. I'll start practicing now. Oh, okay. Um, there's also just everything's basically included yeah. in the fee. That's great. Swimming, all that. Like, we're not going, I don't even anticipate us going out to eat any time. Like, we're just going to be on property because they have so much happening that weekend and Perfect. it's all completely included. Mm-hmm. All for the low, low cost of $137.80 for the entire weekend. Because that's just the cost it is to be there. So I think that $30 for the Badlands, like, it's worth it because that's yeah. basically the only mm-hmm. thing. Okay, when we're we're splitting our time at the um, in that Custer area, we're going to be in that area for essentially a week. Yes. Um, we're going to be at three different campgrounds: Rafter J Bar Ranch, Custer State Park, couple different um, campgrounds uh-huh. inside sure. that one, and then the Mount Rushmore KOA. Before we come back down to Nebraska. But those are all, you said, in generally the same They're area. They're generally okay. the same area. So I'm not sure in what order or what days particularly sure, sure, we're sure. going to do these types of mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Some of it might come down to weather, our moods, what the kids are doing. Yeah. You know. You know. But um, thankfully, there's a lot of free included things like fishing, playground, swimming, that kind of hiking, hiking mm-hmm. and biking, like these are big deals in this area because they're just gorgeous. Um, there's something called the Needles Highway, mm. which is like um, a gorgeous scenic drive. People, it's 14 miles long. Mm-hmm. People talk about you need an hour. Wow. So you're going slow. 14 miles an hour. So. Tons of switchbacks. <laughs> yeah. And there's a point where you go through a tunnel and it's only eight foot wide. So our RV is eight feet wide. Yeah, we're gonna rent a car. Okay. <laughs> Actually, and that is something that brings us to the budget meeting is that car rental, and um, I'm gonna do Turo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Airbnb for cars. Yeah. Right? Yep. I might do that. I, I'm trying to figure out what do they the have. Best... Zip car up there? I don't know. Anything like I'm that? Does to that figure... even exist anymore with Ubers and stuff? I don't know. All I know is that. I don't want to drive our van all the way up there because it no. defeats the purpose of the Class of the A RV. that we have. Yep. To buy the equipment to tow our van nope. costs hundreds of dollars. <clears throat> so the next, I think for about $100, we could figure out a car for maybe two days mm-hmm. to get around to Might some of these things. Might make some of these other things easier. Our RV is only a 25-foot Class A, so thankfully we can drive, we can drive it, it to a good bit of things. Mm-hmm. But again, it gets eight miles to the gallon. So, 
we're going to figure out something. I'm going to call it about $100 to rent something okay. or to Uber to something. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. the Needles Highway Tour, we're going to need a car. Sure. Um, let's see. There's also um, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Crazy Horse. Mm-hmm. Those two things are about 40 bucks okay. to get into the parks. Uh, something I did want to talk to you about. I mean, a lot of these places, it's just like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, just to get in. Yep. Here's a biggie. Okay. Chuck Wagon Dinner. What does that mean? Well, let me show you the website. Okay. Menu options of your choice. You can get a... But what is it, though? Oh, okay. Here, what, what do we got to do? I don't do? know what this is. Old Fashioned Hayride takes you on a 45-minute scenic wildlife tour Whoa. in Custer State Park. To a mountain meadow canyon for a chuck wagon feast. On the way, you can sing along to classic country and folk music. Each paying guest gets a souvenir cowboy hat and a bandana to help you play the part. Ooh, bandana. I like that. So it's like you're in the old wild 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 west. Okay. You, you know, it's this whole experience. You might Mm -hmm. see a buffalo on the side of the road. (laughs) You know, you're in a wagon like you're an old settler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except you're going to... You know, obviously a modern day yeah. campground. And so the menu is either an eight ounce steak. Bingo, bingo. Or a, a third of a pound hamburger. The but I mean, burger. are you kidding? But yeah, like I want steak. a steak. Steak! <laughs> and all the fixins is Ooh. what it says. Cowboy beans, cornbread and honey, potato salad, uh-huh. coleslaw, watermelon cookies, chuck wagon coffee, and lemonade. This sounds so good. That's cool. That's cool. Uh... It's kind of expensive. Oh, though. look at that. <laughs> it's $58 for adults. Okay. And then kids um, are $51, 51 for a kid. Three and under that's are a bit... free. We got one. We who's have three? one who's three. Wow. Woo-hoo! I mean, that's not much oh, of a wait change a for the children. Here we go. Yeah. If they, if they sit on a parent's lap. On, on the, the ride, ride and yes. eat from the parents' plate. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she'll we'll eat bring... from her sister's plates. But <laughs> yes, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. It's so more about this experience. Oh, Look at these so you pictures, got pictures these guys. here. You got, okay. You got these guys in their they're cowboy in hats and cowboy their bandana. They're dance, doing the dance. Maybe. They're singing yeah, along. Yeah. Look at this it. canyon. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you got all the kids sitting together. Uh-huh. That's kind of fun. Go down. I mean. It, Let's not act like this is completely a gourmet dinner. No. But is there entertainment It's very and stuff? authentic. Yes. There's so like there's a show. The they do little like cowboy rope yeah, tricks it's and more, stuff. Yeah, it's kind of you're getting engaged. You're, the guy's singing as you're driving along. Okay. That's cool. I have, uh, according to Jeremy and Stephanie Puglisi of RV oh, Atlas, yes, they talked yes. about this. They did this. Did they like it? They 100% recommend oh, it. Oh, they love it. Okay. And they talk about how there's so many things that are free that if you're going to pay to do an activity, some of these are more expensive ones, kind of offset those free things. And then they mm-hmm. did mention a few things they paid premium for but wouldn't recommend. Mm. They recommended this one though. Okay. So two hundred and eighteen dollars. So but so for I dinner. I see it. So it's fifty what, fifty eight and fifty one. Mm-hmm. So what's that, fifty four, fifty five dollars averaged out between the four people we're paying for. Yeah, for a several hour experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not just so, dinner, now what I it's think about experience. I first see that I go, wow, that's an expensive dinner. Mm-hmm. But I think, well, what if I split it up? Right. 
because you get the ride and that stuff mm-hmm. and then you get the dinner and they're cooking it for you and all that. So then if you split that out, right, that the 40, what is it, 45 minute ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. So that, you know, if that was 20 bucks a pop, a little expensive, but it's vacation. So it's kind of reasonable. And then now you're down to like 30, 35 for the dinner. Still, again, a little expensive, but it's vacation. It's reasonable. So I'd say let's put it in. Mm-hmm. And if we, you know, well, I, right now my my vote is put it in. If we need to, if we have too many things we've put in, yeah, we can look at it again because it might be helpful with one fell swoop to get under budget. Mm-hmm. But I'd say for now, put it in. Okay, All it looks right. fun. It looks fun. And you know, I love a good bandana. I do. So as far as our activities, remember we were trying to keep them around. $700 or less. Yes. To keep this trip around that ballpark of 2k that we so wanted. So this is a good chunk of that. It that is a good is chunk. Like a quarter or But on my a according over a quarter, according to so. my spreadsheet. Uh According to my research, I've got, you know, all the park entrance fees. I've even got $5 of laundry cuz I just know we're going to need to do it at I'm one of those bump places. That up to 10. Well, actually, at this J-Bar Ranch, it's only a quarter to do a load. No! Yeah, I know. At the Jellystone in North Texas, yeah, it was like... $1.75. It was expensive. Per half. I'm going to... I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, per half. Exactly. We spent at least $15 in laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a, a thing. Uh, I've got... I couldn't find any horseback riding places that mm. would actually do kids under six. Mm. So I knew that... Our oldest. Because we did that before. We did it. And she they came, really, they really came liked on the lap. it. Yeah. Anyway, so if we're going to do it, that's going to be about $100. There's an all-you-can-eat pancakes thing. Bingo, for 30. baby. There's a new Definitely aquatic center one. at Ponca State Park. Our mm. family's going to, it'll be 29 to get in. I might, we'll, I put in a kayak rental for 15 So I basically just put in all the things I think our family's going to want to do. Yes. There's a grapes and grinds um, coffee shop wine bar at the Rushmore KOA. I put 20 bucks in because I figured we'd want to at least hit it up once or twice. Um, anyway, all this to say, including the check wagon dinner and that horseback riding, if we want it and the car rental, Mm -hmm. I mean, and the park fees, we're at about 600 bucks for activities. So, um, here's a question. What about souvenirs? Do we have a souvenir category? Not yet. So I do think... Well, that needs to be padded. Exactly. (laughs) So I think we're going to, yeah. It's coming in pretty well, though. But it is. I think it's coming together. Now, the horseback riding, maybe we don't do that because we did just do that as a whole family. Mm -hmm. But again, I think think we're on the right track. I think 2,000 is reasonable. Usually about this point, we either realize it's completely unreasonable Yes. You know, and we need to add money to it, mm-hmm. or we um, feel like we're right on, and now it's just making strategic decisions on kind of what ends up getting the priority. Mm-hmm. Cool. Going. Okay. So wait. Yeah. So go, you, gonna, I see. Wait, 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 I see here on the. You have a maybe's. Off. You have a maybe's section, and you have wall drug. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. we go to Waldrug? Yeah. I think on our way from Mount Rushmore KOA to Ponca, we are going to pass Waldrug. So we got to go. We'll, we'll, st- we'll pass it on the way in, but I think we should hit it on the way out. This is one of those weird we're gonna, Midwestern, is this still the Midwest? 
things that this boy growing up on the East Coast heard about. I mean, I don't, it's just has a bunch of junk in it, Wall right? Wall drug? Wall yeah. drug. Oh, yeah. It's like a place where you see like a bunch of like. You buy something that says wall drug on it, and maybe, and then you buy paintings. This is what I think. You buy some cheap souvenir that says wall drug, and then you buy a raccoon hat. Yeah, it's totally eclectic. (laughs) It's bizarre. You could buy on road rules. I probably saw it on road rules. You could get like a crystal. You could get, I mean, anything you would imagine. Stereotypical Wild Wild West, you're going to find a bunch Mm. of tchotchkes. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so on our, I don't think we're going to have enough time to get from. Uh, the Mount Rushmore KOA down to Ponca State Park in one drive. So I'm actually going to have a stop in some random place called Mitchell, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to boondock at the Walmart there. Wait. We're looking Here. at the map. Yeah. I think the Walmart Mitchell. is right off of... That's where the Corn Palace is, honey. I don't even know what that is. Is it a thing? It's a building covered in corn! How do you not know what this is? Wait, what? The world's only corn palace. I see this. What? They decorate the outside of the building in corn. Um. Again, this is one of those magical things that I've heard about. Here we go. As a child. The world's only corn palace is Mitchell's premier tourist attraction. There's not that much competing with it. 500,000 tourists come to see this thing? Yes. Well, I guess we're just staying at the Corn murals. (laughs) We're boondocking at the Walmart down the road. I met a guy on my <laughs> silent retreat. What? He said he was from Mitchell. I go, Corn Palace. He goes, yep. That's, That's what we're known for. Okay. Do the birds come and eat this building? I don't know. They No, the building, the out, they decorate it with corn. They redo it maybe every year, every season. You I don't know it, what it is. There's got carnival rides. Corn Palace, corn baby. Palace. <gasps> I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, It was a lot of fun to have it. Um, So I hope you enjoyed being a fly on the wall to Jonathan and I actually having a financial conversation. That one pretty much is about how most of them go. Um, So the dynamic that you you heard uh, really encapsulates our personalities. And if we're sitting down to talk about budgeting for anything, Typically, that back and forth, the give and take is going to be what happens. And then we end up coming to a conclusion and a decision together that we're both excited about, agreed upon, and united in. Um, So after you've had your vacation budget meeting, now it's time to adjust that overall vacation budget. Again, you are trying to marry the details that are going to be actually on the trip with what you can afford. And again, sometimes there's a little bit of a dance here. Maybe you want to do more than, you know, there's more. You've got, um, what do they call it, champagne taste on a beer budget? (laughs) Or you want to do more than you've got available. Well, you're going to have to either figure out maybe a way to sell something or get a side hustle or do something to increase that vacation budget, right, without sabotaging other goals you've got going on right now too. Or you're going to have to adjust expectations. Maybe it's going to be one or two less days on the trip total. Or you're going to say no to this activity and this activity so you can say yes to that one and that one. So you're going to really make sure those are talking to each other and that they're in alignment. Then, as I mentioned, uh, we create a vacation piggy bank 
So inside YNAB, you need a budget. That's the software we use. Uh, I will go ahead and enter in the amount of money that I need to save every single month in order to have enough to go on that vacation with a fully funded vacation piggy bank so I can cash flow every single expense that we have. So for us in the South Dakota Black Hills trip, I needed to save $678.86 in my April, May, and June budgets in order to cash flow the entire trip, which ended in about a $2,500 all-in budget for for two weeks in the Black Hills. Again, you can see how RV travel can can be really affordable. And I love that. I love that. Now, we're taking a Disney cruise at the end of the year, and that budget looks far different. It's far more painful. We're going to have <laughs> to to save for it for a way longer amount of time than just three months. But again, it's a totally different type of trip. Um, and you really can't compare, you know, sleeping in the great outdoors to, to going on a Disney cruise. So again, they're very different, but we are going to use the exact same budget strategy uh, to plan and prepare for that as well. So if you want to get your hands on a copy of our South Dakota vacation budget, um, head on over to walletwin.com slash vacation, and you'll be able to download a copy of our exact tracker. So you'll be able to check out the details, check out how it's laid out, and use this exact um budget planner for your next trip that you're going to take to make that entire process a whole lot easier for yourself. So head on over to walletwin.com slash vacation and get your copy now. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Walletwin program at walletwin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. Hey, Jonathan here. I want to tell you about a free workshop that we've got going on. You can go get it at walletwin.com slash training. It's called How to Pay Off Debt and Save Money Without Giving Up Everything You Love. Inside this one, you're going to learn to how to know exactly what your next best step is for your finances. You're going to learn the number one strategy for getting your hard-earned money working for you and your dreams instead of Visa or Sally Mae. And you're going to learn the secret to seeing way more progress with your money. And you don't need a bigger income. You don't need to give up everything you love. You just need the WalletWin method. And we walk you through it in this training at WalletWin.com slash training. It's totally free. So go sign up now, WalletWin.com slash training, or you can grab the link in the show notes. I'll see you there.